Good morning, everyone. Oh, this is so emotional for me and my wife, Vidya, all the time when we come here. It's, it's like coming back to the mother's house. You know, after you get married and you go out and it's coming back to the mother's house. What a joy to see you all. How are you guys? You're all well? Yeah, thank you. Right, it, it's a great pleasure for me and my wife to be here, to see you all, to be with you all, to worship with you all, and to learn from the Word of God with you all. It is great. Okay, I just want to give you a pre-warning. You might be wondering why I'm using a handheld mic. The reason is I've not been feeling very well in the sense I've got uh, my body reacts to the weather change and I, I can just go into a cough mode. But I can promise you this is not any infectious cough. So don't worry. I'm not untouchable yet. Um, um, so yeah, please put up with me so I can just move the mic away. That's what um, I've got this. And yeah, please pray for me. Even as I was preparing yesterday, I know so many of our family and friends have been praying for me. I've been requesting prayers as well. We felt a heaviness. He said, there's a go in the name of God. And yes, and God will help me through this. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Hudson Ebenezer. So many new faces. We are there in the west of the town, Great Denham. And we are like how you guys meet here. We also meet there and worship. And God is doing amazing things there. And uh, where people would call me pastor. Um, many different places they call different names, wherever you go. And yeah, pastor basically comes from the words shepherd. Yeah, it's shepherd. You go to India, we call pastor. Some places they say elder. Some places they say overseer. Um, in Germany, do you know what they call in Germany? German shepherd. <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, yes, here we are. We're going to um, look at there. I think we all know the words very well. Blessed are those, blessed are those who give a short sermon. They will be invited again. Um, I'm not very good at it. I'm not really good at it, okay? So I'm pre-warning you guys. <laughs> I've got quite a lot to cover today. And um, hopefully we will get there. Let God do what he wants among us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Martin started off the a wonderful series. It's like a series, but he put this vision for our church for the coming years. Isn't that amazing? We're all excited to hear the, you know, um, uh, with the great news. And uh, one of the things he said uh, in that, which is in the leaflet here, he said, we are a spirit. We are called to be a spirit-filled community, a community on mission, and we are building up a legacy for years to come. The topic that I'm going to be preaching today or looking at as part of this is community life. Shall we pray? I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. 
I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Right, community life. Um, we, we might have heard from what uh, Martin was preaching last week. He might have touched Acts 11, talking about the church in Antioch and how they were doing amazingly well and that we can adapt things from their church into our life, in our church life today. Um, they were a great community together, Antioch Church. They set an example Listening, I was receiving from the apostles the teachings and then applying it in their life, and they were doing great. We are called to reflect on that as well. This is happening after Jesus has ascended and he's given the great commission to go and follow um, the words of Jesus. But even before he went to the cross, Jesus was actually building a strong foundation for this community already. He was instituting that. He was teaching them to his disciples and said, this is what I want you to do. He was building, a laying a foundation for this community. This is recorded in the book of John, over five chapters. Can you imagine that? Five chapters. John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. A five full chapters. This is a dinner talk. Basically, they sit down for their last meal, and this is how, um, what to say, Jesus talks over dinner. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? He's using that time while having fellowship with one another, but instituting, teaching them what this community. In chapter 13, he says, we got to be a devoted community, setting the basis of that. How have we got to be? He showed by example, him being the Lord and Savior, still, he took the place of a servant, while his disciples in Luke, it records that that was a time when his disciples were fighting who was greater among them. Hey, I'm greater. I did this. I'm close to Jesus. I'm better than you. This is what I am. While that was going on, while they, they didn't have anybody to wash the feet, which was their custom, Jesus saw that. And he took, usually servants go and wash the feet of others. Jesus took the place of a servant. He demonstrated it quickly. He didn't say he went and washed their feet. The, the, the disciples were in a shock. What? Jesus, no. You, you can't do that. Well, this is how I want you guys to be. And this is how I want you guys to serve one another. He teaches that. And then he gives a new commandment. Love one another like this. By this, people will know that you are my disciples. And he goes on to John 14. He says, we are a belonged community. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. It's good that I'm going. 
He promises the Holy Spirit by which we will all belong to one community. Then he goes to 15, he says, a picture, a template of this community. What is, it's like a grapevine. I am the vine, you are the branches, you will remain in me, I will remain in you, and you will bear much fruit. And this is how I want the community to, community to be. Then he goes on to 16, where again he touches the work of the Holy Spirit. We are called to be united community. Holy Spirit filled. It's the same Holy Spirit that fills you and me and the person sitting next to you and all those who believe in Jesus. And we are united together through this one Spirit. And um, uh, he does amazing works through us, in us, and for others. Then finally on John chapter 17, he goes on to praying for this community. An amazing prayer of Jesus recorded in the Bible. One of the prayers of Jesus recorded in the Bible. My favorite chapter as well. And he blesses his community. Um, um, this is what we're going to, from, from the basis of this, on what Jesus taught, and what we will learn from the church in Antioch and the Acts of the Apostles, we're going to take five points out of it. There's, there's plenty of things to learn. Um, I'm actually going to rush through a lot. So um, there's plenty of things to learn, but we're going to pick five points out and then try to use that for our life today. Firstly, we are saved into a God-made community. We all know we are saved. When you believe in Jesus and you're baptized, the Bible says you are saved. We had a baptism service last week in, an, uh, in Great Denham, and this is what they've been saying. We believe in Jesus, and they got baptized. We know they are saved. They are not just saved. We are not just saved. We are saved into a community. What has happened? I always bring a bag wherever I go. This is actually, this was taught to me by Ansel Uncle. I want to give the credit to him. See, we have a God, or Godhead, who is a community. You see, we have God the Father, we've got God the Son, we've got God the Holy Spirit. They are three in one. And they are a community. In this community, there's perfect harmony, perfect peace, perfect love for one another, perfect respect for one another. I would highly recommend you to go and listen to um, Dave Devonish's teaching on Trinity, which is recorded, which is in YouTube. It was recorded for the 14th of February, 2021, part one. Part two was 21st of February, 2021. Please go and listen to it. And he's done this amazing teaching and explaining this to all. Our God is so great and amazing that he doesn't want this community to be just like that. Three in one. What he does is he creates man, mankind. And he wants to include them into this community. He wants to include all of us into this community. We all become one community. When we are saved, we are saved into this community. But man fell. We know the story. But thank God, the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they made a way through Jesus Christ that we can be reunited into this community. We are saved into God-made community. This is what he prays for the community who's going to believe. He's actually praying for us, Jesus, in John 17, verses 20, 21. I do not ask for these only, meaning the disciples only, but also for those who, believe, who will believe in me through their word. He's talking about you and me. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. 
that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Do you understand? So just as how the Father and Son are one, just as we saw with the cups now, one, I pray that those who believe will also be in me, in us, and we in them. We become part of this amazing, beautiful community. This is our invitation from our God. This is talking about you and me. Well, understanding this, this is what happened in, um, in the church of Antioch. This is how the church began. And this adding and including into the community was not done by people, not by men. It was done by God himself. I'm going to read from Acts 11, 19 to 21. Now, those who were scattered because of persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who, on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, basically non-Jew Greeks, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And, listen to this carefully, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. You see, the hand of the Lord was with them, and he was the one adding people into the community. Just as a side note, are you preaching the gospel to people? Are you sharing the good news with someone today? I want you to know, and I want to encourage you, the hand of the Lord is with you. Okay, you're not alone. Don't be afraid. Don't fret. The hand of the Lord is upon you. And he is the one who's going to add them into the community. Well, and... This is what God's design is. We can be filled with the fullness of God only when we come together as saints. Ephesians 3, 18 to 19, this is what he says. And may, we may have strength to comprehend, listen to it, with all the saints, what is the breadth and the length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of of God. Hallelujah. So what happens is God has designed in such a way only when we come together we are filled with the fullness of God. We mature, we grow, we get better. We can't do this alone. We might say I'm really doing well by listening to my YouTube preach. I choose which preach I want to. I, I, when I want to worship, I just put YouTube or Spotify. I worship, and I'm having a great time, and I'm really enjoying I, I really appreciate that. I keep doing that. Well done to you. But that is not enough. If we need to be filled with the fullness of God in us, with all the revelation, we need to come together as saints, and that is God's plan. Why? Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit, each of us, and each of us have a different revelation about God. Like what we saw in the worship time during the worship time, contribution. Everyone brings in a different revelation, but when you sum them up together, we have a fullness of God. I'm just going to show you a model my son made. This is... He made it, yeah. Obviously, he's quite good with Lego. This is Lego, kayak, um, uh, more sailing, less rowing. No, no, no. That's, that, that's, that was not the point. Well, um, um, he made this Lego model. We are, in effect, like this Lego model. You, don't, you, you probably are seeing the outward appearance, a fullness of the kayak, but there are so many bits inside without which this wouldn't be complete. 
My friend, you and I are absolutely included in God's plan. And we, we may not be seen outside, but without you, know this, without you, we are incomplete. Can you turn to the person sitting next to you? Hold their hands and say, without you, we are incomplete. When we come together, God's plan is that we encourage one another. Hebrews 10, 24, this is what it says. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. You know how much strength and energy it brings when we come together and worship together, learn together. You know what? What happens is when you go back or when you come, you are reminded of your true identity in God. People bring the best out of you. Hey, you, I know the promise that God has on you. I know your giftings. Come on, pray for me. Do this for me and that for me. You are reminded of your identity in God. And when you go back, you go back strengthened. Hallelujah. That's why we love, we love the church. We want to come always uh, and take part in the church. I want to say this is God's plan and his desire. We are part of God's community. Hallelujah. Let's take every effort to come and be part of that. In this, I'm a big fan of my wife. I know this because she lives with me. That's why I can say this. Um, and um, what to say? I know many are as well doing, many people who do shift work in, in the hospital. She does nights on a Saturday night, most of the Saturday nights, and she will come home, just have a nap for half an hour, and then she's up and ready. Okay, let's get to church. I was like, what are you doing? You worked hard last night, 7 o'clock in the evening till 7 o'clock in the morning. I says, why don't you rest? No, 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 no. This is where I get my energy from. She says, when I go to church, I have more rest and more peace and more energy than if I would just lay in the bed and take some rest. And I'm like, thank God. Hallelujah. But I know... Many of you are doing that as well, going out of the way, and uh, I can't name, I can't say names, but you are doing that as well. And that's the commitment we need when it comes to come and meeting together. Let's overcome every lie that devil brings. Ah, not today. Ah, it's okay. Who's preaching Hudson? Ah, oh, definitely not today. Uh, don't. That's a lie. Okay, don't listen to that. Just do. Come and be part of that. Secondly, we are called to be a God-dependent and an interdependent community. The world around us is motivating us to be independent and self-sufficient in every way. Okay? In everything, whatever you need, you can just get it by the click of the button and you don't need, really, basically, you don't need anyone. And what also it is doing, a dangerous position it's taking you into is, it's saying, trust your feelings. And your feeling is the most important of all. Nothing else matters. Just go with your feeling. Right? That is what the world is pushing into. My friend, that is not God's plan for us. That is not God's desire for us. No, what God wants us to be is to be dependent on him and to be uh, interdependent with each other. Jesus showed us how this happens. And he also say, makes a strong statement. Let's read John 15, 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do 
well done. Apart from God, we cannot do anything. In other words, Jesus is trying to say, hey guys, you are working really hard, you're doing amazing well, you are thinking that you are bearing fruit. You're not. Because he says, until unless I'm involved in this, until unless you're dependent on me and, and we are doing it together, you won't bear fruit. Oh, hard, isn't it? I want to be dependent on God in every way. Let us be dependent on God. And also, it doesn't um, uh, say that. He says, we will bear much fruit. You see, fruit is the benefit for others. Why? Because we are interdependent. We always have something to bring to the other person. We always have something to get. And this is what he says in John 15, 16 to 17. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. You will remain in me and bear much fruit so that you will love one another. He wants us to be uh, interdependent one another. Guys, let me tell this plainly. We need each other. We cannot do it alone. What does this mean to us for today? In our church life, in our community life, community group life, in our daily life, we need someone whom we can trust. Do you have a, an accountable friend whom you can trust? Are you trustworthy enough to be confidential, enough to listen and carry your friend's burden, support them with you? This could even mean for us to ask for help. How many of you are pretending life is just cool, smooth, normal, everybody with everyone, it's the same? I'm just carrying on. How many of you are pretending? You don't have to raise hands. We are called to ask for help. You know why? You're not asking help from the person sitting next to you. You are asking actually help from the gifts of the Holy Spirit that is invested in that person through which God is going to nurture you. God is going to meet your needs. We are called to give. We bear fruit. Fruit is for others. But you also know someone else is bearing fruit which you need. We are called to receive as well. And we are called to be God-dependent and an interdependent community. I can go on and on and on on this. Time is going. So I'm going to move on to the third point. We are a community called to reflect God. Yeah, the Godhead as we saw with the cups just now. We saw three cups, you see? There's perfect harmony between them. There's perfect peace between them. There's perfect love, care, sharing, honor, respect for each other. We are called to be reflecting this. Let me tell you a fact, okay? Whether you like it or not, we all are reflecting beings, okay? Humans are reflecting beings. Whether you like it or not, you are reflecting something. Imagine you're a mirror. Okay, whatever light falls on you, whatever falls on you, you reflect. Question, what are you reflecting? Whatever you're receiving, you are reflecting. I am reflecting whatever I'm receiving. What am I receiving? 
am I going on to TikTok all the time, trying to update myself and see what's the latest trend and, you know, absorb that. And then I need to have that. If I'm not that, I won't be accepted. You know, I need to reflect this. Am I spending a lot of time in, you know, YouTube, Facebook, and all that? Um, please don't think I'm anti, so, uh, what's the, anti-technology. And No, no, no. These are great. These are helping us to now do God's will in many ways if we use it in a God-glorifying way. Yeah? Be careful that other things don't come into our life. And then we, whether you like it or not, you begin to reflect that. I've always seen that when I was young... When I am young, uh, well, younger, um, what happened? Well, I used to watch a lot of, you know, YouTube videos and all that, you know, all these latest trends and funny comedies and all that. I didn't realize my speech began to change in likeness to that. I used to all the time, when I eat, I watch. When I sleep, I watch. When I, when I get up, I watch. And I was so, because I loved it. I loved it. It was so funny. Nothing bad in it at all. Absolutely lovely comedy. But my comedy, my speaking style, completely changed in a few months' time. And, I, and then I'm thinking, where did this come from? Where did this come from? It's because I'm spending my time all on there. Right, this is what Jesus is saying about where we need to spend and how we can reflect. John 13, 34 to 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also ought to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Well, to be honest, what Jesus is saying, you don't have to say whether you're a disciple of Jesus. We will know. The others will know. How? By the way you love. By the way you love like Jesus loves. Isn't that amazing? This is the new commandment that he gives. In a way, Jesus is saying, come and reflect the Godhead. Reflect this love so that we, that everybody will know that you are my disciples. This is what happened to the church in Antioch. So Barnabas, uh, Acts 11, 25, 26. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch to teach them. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. Listen to this. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Actually, this was not a kind of an honoring word. This was a mocking word. They were really mocking. Ah, these fellows. You know why? Because they couldn't think of a word. These guys are acting like that. Jesus Christ, isn't it? So they might be Christians. They were mocking them. But they were doing like Jesus Christ. I would be so happy if someone called me a Christian like that. If someone nicknamed me a Christian for what I do we would be can people look at us and say hey i've never seen a love like that you your love is very different to those that we get in this world very simple i love like jesus loves yes um this is very powerful take this on to you if you don't get anything else just take this on to you someone said this and very helpful for me we might be the only bible people get to read you and I might be the only Bible, gospel, people might get to read. We are called to live a witnessing life for Jesus Christ. Wow. Are you aware of that? 
Are you conscious of that? Science says we turn into what we meditate on. The more we spend time with something, the more we invest our time, our energy, and our resources in, we turn like that. We become like that. What are we meditating on? Let's meditate on the love of God, love of the Father, love of the Holy Spirit, and then begin to... It, it, it's, it's unavoidable, in a sense. It, it's not that something that... It's an effort that you take. No, no, no. All that you have to do is not to go and reflect. You are naturally reflecting all that you just gaze upon the love of Father and just, just revel in that. Automatically, you begin to reflect. Fourthly, we are a community called to be devoted and generous to one another. We are quite good at that at many cases. But how does it look to us now? Devoted, the dictionary meaning says, extremely loving and loyal. Extremely loving and loyal. Are we extremely loving and loyal? This is how Jesus wanted us to be devoted to one another. John 13, 14. He says this with an example. He showed it and then he tells his disciples. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. Remember, Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. We follow so many things that Jesus has taught us. But I don't see this at all. We don't wash anybody's feet, do we? Jesus said, um, you need to you know, wash your feet. No, what he's trying to basically say is, consider yourself, or not yourself, consider the other person higher than you all the time. Don't think I'm greater. No, Jesus, being Lord and a teacher, he humbled himself to be a servant and washed the feet of his disciples. What an example. He says, follow this. Let us serve one another by considering the other person better than us. When you talk to them, when you greet them, when you help them, let us do that. This involves sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed that position, came down, and then served them, which was a big shock. It involves sacrifice. It involves sacrifice of self, sacrifice of time, sacrifice of resources. Guys, are you ready to sacrifice? to be devoted to one another, humbling yourself, and then um, uh, considering the other person better than you. This is what the early church looked like, Acts 2, 42 to 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all belongings, uh, sorry, things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the, uh, the proceeds to all as any had uh, need and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved this is what devoted means they were willing to share. They were willing to give. I praise God for our churches in UK and all over the uh, world. When our fellow brothers and sisters are going through a tough time in Ukraine, I know many churches have come forward like, we want to support. We want to give. This is how we want to help. Giving everything. That is being devoted and generous. But I also would like to add, 
The person sitting next to you may not go through a similar crisis, but they are going through a crisis. They could be going through worse. Do you know them? Do we know them? The person in your community group, the person in your church, the person whom you always greet in the front, say, hello, welcome to the, hey, hello. Do you know anything more about that? No. Do you understand? It's so, so important that we are devoted to one another. Basically, another translation says devoted being available to one another at all time. We meet the needs of others. One of the examples I will have to give is, again, my wife. She does that because she loves cooking. She enjoys cooking. What she does is she cooks for us, and then she cooks a bit extra. Are you doing anything special? No, I'm not doing anything special. This is only for an example. I know I'm running short of time, but I just wanted to say the reason is we can do simple things. All that she says, and then we pray, or she asks, or we say, okay, I'm thinking of this person. Can we go and drop this extra food to that person to bless them? It could be simple things, guys. It might be offering a coffee for someone. It might be offering a phone call, spending some time with someone. It might be cooking food, buying flowers, something like that. You see, it's as simple as that, but makes a huge difference in their life. I'm going to move on to um, the next point, because I'm running short of time. Um, The final point we are seeing, we are a community called to celebrate culture and diversity. We are one together because of what Jesus Christ has done. I'm cutting the verses down. There's plenty of verses I can go through, but I'm cutting it down because um, what basically it says that the dividing wall of hostility between every ethnic group, every diversity, the Jew and non-Jew, Gentiles, Asian, African, English, um, whatnot, European, you can go on and on, American, yeah? All the dividing walls Jesus has demolished on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we need to be careful is not to rebuild what Jesus has demolished. Not to rebuild uh, um, what Jesus has, what to say, done. Well, in all this, um, what I would like to say is, in this fifth point, is that we have so much to learn from every different culture. Every different culture has strange things that goes on, which could be very strange for all the other people. But at the same time, there's so many good things that we can adapt and learn. And why don't we put it into practice? One such good thing is uh, uh, in the Asian culture, I'm an Asian from India, so I can talk for that. You know, we like to honor people. We love to. We are very inclusive. Our families are inclusive components always you know and and we we really value giving respect to someone i want to demonstrate this today for you guys and the other thing in asian culture women are not really what to say lifted up women are always in the the curtains behind the scenes no i'm going to break that culture i learned that from the english culture i'm going to break it in the name of jesus and i'm going to honor i'm going to honor this is just to honor few people here Today, okay, as a practice, as a demo, we're going to do it. Firstly, I would like to honor Valentina, mum here, who's seated there. My wife will go and give um, flowers. Mum, we want to honor you. 
for who you are, an amazing mother, raising wonderful kids, wonderful grandchildren, and holding on to your faith even through this tough time and setting a great example for all of us. We love you, mom. Thank you. I'd like to honor Vicki Andrews. Yeah. An amazing woman. Yeah, she is brilliant. She's, you should see a new day. She is so devoted. She's amazing. She is great. And we love Vicki Andrews. I'd like to honor you for all that you do for our church. I'd like to honor Gaynor Clements. An amazing woman. Again, a big fan for all that you do for Project 41, uh, we used to do, and then all the pastoral group and uh, 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 things there. I'd like to order Teresa May. Where is Teresa May? There's, there's an amazing woman there. She's a very, very powerful woman working among the refugees and doing a great thing. Great thing for God. Well done. You're great. Um, like to honor our dear Susie Auntie. Where is Susie Auntie? Oh, blessed Susie Auntie here. <laughs> Getting a great, great, great example. And for your servant heart, it's just amazing. We love you. We'd like to honor Diane Thomas. Where is Diane Thomas? There you go. This lady is amazing in preaching the gospel to everyone going out of the way. And, and all the way. You know, the River Festival, the River Festival was happening. Everybody was enjoying. She was there distributing Bibles to people. I wanted to say, but what? Really proud of you. And thank you so much. We'd like to honor Edith Solomon. Where is Edith Solomon? Yeah. Thank you for your mission, missionary heart. You are great. You are great. We love you. We love you. Did I say one more, Papa? Yes, we'd like to honor Sharon Atkinson. Yes, where is Sharon Atkinson? There. Amazing woman of God. Thank you for your amazing heart. I can keep going on and, and on and on. This is just, this is just an example. This is just an example, guys. Please don't, I mean, take it otherwise. So can we take opportunity to honor one another, learn from different cultures and adapt it in our life? Um, yes, fellowship dinners. Let's have fellowship dinners together, like what we did last time. That is great, wonderful. We grow together. There's other points like we grow together, we influence people together, we grow in the word of God together, we are evangelistic, we are prayerful, we're going to meet tonight at 7 o'clock in the night, praying together. We are a prayerful community. I'm just going to put some questions on, um, up there, and with that I'm going to bring it to a close. These are the questions. Just think about it. Are we motivated by the love of God? Is that your inspiration? Are we superficially connected with people? Hey, hello, right, yeah, bye, yeah, see you. And, then, and we assume everything is okay with Are we doing that? Do we actually know the needs of other people? Do you know the needs of the other person sitting next to you? What are you doing about it? What am I doing about it? Do we bring encouragement into others when we meet? Are we really celebrating culture and diversity? And final again, next question. Are there any walls yet to come down? Are there cultural barriers we are struggling with? 
is busy life, keeping ourselves busy and our responsibilities and uh, the time constraints, building a wall from us getting out and meeting others? Is there a high dependency to technology and, and a different lifestyle, which is building a wall again and then making us unable to be part of this wonderful community? Guys, we are called to be a community. Can I request you to stand up, please? All those who can. I'm going to close in prayer. I want to honor God and thank God. Guys, when we began, I said, I cough a lot. I haven't coughed once through the preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our God is amazing. He loves us so much. We are called to be part of the God-made community. We are united with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is who we are. We are called to be dependent on him and interdependent with each other. We are called to reflect God in everything that we do, in our thoughts, in our actions. We are called to be devoted and generous to one another. What does this mean to us? We are called to celebrate diversity and culture. Father, as we sang at the beginning, we want to build our life on the firm foundation of your love. Help us to love like you love Jesus so that people will know that we are part of your community and that we are your disciples. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.